Hey guys, and welcome back to the FFP. Today we're going to be breaking down three quarterbacks that I think are underrated and you should definitely be drafting. And if they happen to be out on waiver wire at any point this season, you should be picking them up. They have huge upside. I think they're very talented and simply they're underrated. Their ADP or, you know, what you're going to have to give up to get them is not very much. And so you get a lot of bang for your buck. And of course, you know, we talk about this a lot on this channel. Wait on your QB. Don't draft your quarterback too early. But if you are, or when you do draft your quarterback, you still need to get a good one. So these underrated guys are some great options. We'll be talking about some guys that I think are really good. Maybe not uh, one of them is sort of an earlier quarterback. We've got then a bit of a mid and we've got definitely the later ones. So we've got a few different options depending on where you like to take your quarterback. But before we get into those three guys, I'd like to mention we've been working on our website somewhat. Things have been really crazy for us here. This has been one of the busiest, most hectic, and just ridiculous last four or five months for me and Rob. So we kind of took some time off. Many of you may notice if you haven't seen our channel or if you are subscribed, you'll see that we hadn't posted videos for a while. And that's just because we're recovering from a lot of things going on. You can check out our channel update if you want to hear about, honestly, just a few of them. Uh, but anyways, we're back now. We're posting tons of videos. And though our rankings are not done, Rob is still working on finishing and officializing our rankings on our website. I have been doing some cool upgrades to our website. So, for example, our quarterback rankings are basically done. You can go check those out, read through all the stats, and say you're curious about Pat Mahomes. We'll show where he's ranked, the tier and the exact number, as well as some stats. And then you can scroll all the way over to the right, and there'll be a Read More button. Click on that, and it'll send you to a super in-depth article on our website. Now, I'm kind of a website nerd. I love developing websites, so I'm really proud of this. We've got this cool system on our website where it's got all the articles. If you need to search for a specific player, there's a search button. Hit search, type the player, see if we have an in-depth article on him. You can then like. There's a solid share button that will give you the exact link to the article, as well as there's like a Facebook button if you just want to send it directly to Facebook. But the coolest thing, I think, is the comment section. You can comment directly on an article on our website to give us more stats or feedback or corrections or anything like that and talk to us directly about our rankings on our website. And that's a really cool thing. If you do sign up through our website, it'll notify you every single time we're publishing a new article for you to continue reading all of the stuff that we have posted. So without wasting any more time, guys, let's get right into it and let's start talking about the guys that you need to consider heading into this year. So the first guy I want to talk about is Russell Wilson. And while many of you would say that it's probably a stretch to call him underrated because just about everyone who knows about Russell Wilson would consider him elite. But for me, the reason he's underrated is that uh, Pat Mahomes and Lamar Jackson are easily considered the number one and number two best fantasy quarterbacks right now. But I don't think that's true. In fact, I would be I would like to argue with most people that it's actually Russell Wilson because we've got to consider not just their ceiling, but also their floor. And Russell Wilson has been the most consistent quarterback over the last few years. He has been absolutely dominant. In fact, I don't think he's missed a single game in his career due to injury. He is the definition of dependable, but he's also productive because I don't care if he's on the field. You got to have points. You got to have touchdowns and you got to put up fantasy points. And they say touchdowns are king in fantasy. Touchdowns equal fantasy points. So that's true. And sure enough, we say a one-to-one -one ratio here when we look at Russell Wilson's stats. So literally just reading some stats straight from the article that I wrote for the website. So if you do want to, to read some more stuff on some more players, go to the website again and check that out. But over the last three seasons, Wilson has had at least 30 touchdown passes three years in a row, whereas no other quarterback in the NFL has had multiple 30 touchdown pass seasons over that span. He's the only guy to do it. And that's funny to me because we really in fantasy think of 30 touchdown passes as the standard as you need to get this to have a good fantasy season. And he's the only guy who's consistently done it. Uh, I think that speaks a lot to just his value and how dominant he has been. 
And he's also done it four out of the last five seasons as well. So we can see that stretch go back for quite some years. But what's really interesting to me is sure enough, that leads to fantasy dominance. Since 2017, so over the last three same years, he scored 975 fantasy points, which is the most fantasy points out of any quarterback out there. Boom, he beats everybody else. Over the last three years, he has been the best fantasy quarterback. Now, he hasn't had quite the ceiling as a Pat Mahomes. He really hasn't, or a Lamar Jackson, but he doesn't have a floor either. Remember, last year was a phenomenal year for Lamar Jackson, 36 passing touchdowns, but the year before he had just six, so there's some major risk and concern there. And while many people would expect Lamar to repeat, you don't know that, and we can even look at a guy like Pat Mahomes. He came out, he had 50 touchdown passes plus two rushing touchdowns in his first year starting in the NFL, not his first year in the league, but his first starting year. And he comes as next year, and last year was a good year for him. It really was, but he was still on pace to barely crack 30 touchdown passes because you know why? You think you come back down to earth a little bit. You know who doesn't come back down to earth? Russell Wilson. I love this guy. So continuing to read some stats, it's not just fantasy points. He's been a dominant quarterback and a very efficient quarterback. So we see his adjusted completion percentage of 76, his play-action pass rating of 99.7, and his passer rating while pressured of 89.3 led all qualifying quarterbacks last season. So he's absolutely dominated in those categories. And, and last year was not a fluke. His career passer rating of 101.2 is the second highest passer rating of all time. He has just been a phenomenal quarterback. He's been insane. There's no arguing the stats. But for me, what really stands out about Russell Wilson is how he's gotten those stats. He enters enters the NFL, I believe, like a third or a fourth round pick, and he's the backup to Matt Flynn. He's not supposed to become the starter, but he's good enough and he earns the job. Um, but sure enough, he's the starter on a team that's defensive mind focused. It's Legion of Boom this and Richard Sherman that and all this other stuff. And there's a lot of question marks on the offense. And remember, just a couple of years ago, you have to remember that uh, they had one of the worst offensive lines in the NFL, and he still cracked 30 touchdown passes. They had, I think it was bottom five in the league, and he was getting hit a lot. He was getting rushed a lot to the point where the Seahawks actually had to run a, an extra, a sixth offensive lineman on like 20% of snaps. I remember seeing that like week 14 or week 15 when watching a Seahawks game. I was just astounded that they were actually going to make the playoffs with that, but they were. Because Russell Wilson, is he's like magic, man. He just gets the job done. He's had other concerns, too. Remember, um, in between when they had Lynch and then when they got Chris Carson, they went a couple of years there without a solid running back situation. I remember they even tried Eddie Lacy, and that didn't work out. And the receivers have been sketchy. He just lost Doug Baldwin a while back, and he goes into the next season with really no uh, dependable wide receivers. You, you look last year. DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett are his two wideouts, which are not terrible wideouts, uh, but you have Tyler Lockett, who is li very limited to being a deep ball wide receiver, and he's great at it, but he's not a solid number one, and so your solid number one dependable every down receiver is a rookie who's unproven. Sure enough, DK Metcalf happens to be a very, very good wide receiver, but he's still a rookie, and he still needs to develop, and that's still a major question mark. So I'm actually going to go on a limb here when we even consider things like tight end injuries and all of that. I'm going to say that this is the first year in Russell Wilson's career that he has had no question marks and he finally has a solid supporting cast. This is going to be yet another dominant performance from Russell Wilson. I think he can very well finish as the number one fantasy QB this season. Let's move on with our next guy. 
Next up, I want to talk about Matthew Stafford as another quarterback who is massively underrated. I really do mean that word massively underrated. If we look back last season, he did get injured. He missed a lot of time, but he scored 177 fantasy points in just eight complete games. So when we take that pace, we stretch it out over a whole season. We see that he was on pace to finish with 355 fantasy points, which would have had him finishing just behind Lamar Jackson as the second best fantasy quarterback last year. That's absolutely insane. If I looked at you before that season, or heck, even just a couple of minutes ago before I told you that and said he's the second best fantasy quarterback, you would have said, no, you're stupid. And you know what? I probably don't think he's quite as good as Wilson or Mahomes. I wouldn't quite call him the number two fantasy quarterback, but the stats are the stats. And that's what he did last season in eight games. He was that phenomenal. He was, he was just so productive. And the first argument I hear from a lot of people, because it's funny, even Detroit Lions fan, I know a huge Lions fan who is just... He does not like Stafford at all. So I, poor guy gets a lot of hate from a lot of people. And the first thing I hear from people when I say that I think Stafford is an underrated fancy QB is all his stats are garbage time stats. And my response to that is I really don't care. I don't care where your fantasy points come from as long as I can trust you to continue getting them week in and week out, season in and season out. I want to know that in the upcoming week, in the upcoming season, you're still going to get the points you just got me with Stafford. That's not a concern at all. They still have a bad running game. They still have a bad offensive line that struggles to run block but is better at pass blocking. And their defense got even worse as they lost one of the best cornerbacks in the league and really don't have any solid replacement options for him. They did draft a solid rookie, but really do you think that that's going to make a massive difference? Certainly not. So we look at this and see it can't all be garbage time stats. That's actually corroborated with the fact that he had a passer rating of 106, a passer rating that was better than Pat Mahomes, Deshaun Watson, Carson Wentz, and plenty other elite quarterbacks. The reason that's important is when quarterbacks get garbage time stats, they throw touchdowns, they throw yards, but they also throw picks, they also throw incompletions, the defense knows they're going to throw it and it's much easier to cover. You get more stats, but you usually lower your efficiency. So a high efficiency marker like that, better than many of the other elite quarterbacks in the league, tells me that most of his numbers were not garbage time numbers. Matthew Stafford is a legitimate fantasy quarterback. And he's a bit of a gunslinger. He's prone to interceptions and big mistakes, but he's also really good at getting fantasy points. And again, that's what counts because that's what we're talking about. The numbers don't stop there, though. Uh, he's just baffling. Looking at some of his numbers, I find myself being really confused about Matthew Stafford because I have a hard time understanding what type of quarterback he is, and here's why. Um, somehow last year, he managed to finish top eight in fastest time to throw with 2.52 seconds. But he also somehow finished first in average depth of target at 11.4 yards and second in average yards per attempt at 8.6. So he's throwing the ball faster than most quarterbacks while also getting the ball deeper and having more yards than most quarterbacks on an average play. So not really sure what that's entirely about, though a majority of it will definitely have to be credit to his stud receiving cast. We'll talk about them in a minute. But that tells you this is a good quarterback, a gunslinger. He loves to throw it deep. He has a very high deep ball percentage. In fact, his deep throw percentage of 19% is 3% higher than the next highest quarterback, who I believe is Russell Wilson, the guy we just talked about. Um, Furthermore, it's funny, we talked about how bad the running game was last year. We mentioned that earlier, the Lions had a terrible running game. And yet, his play-action passer rating of 102.9 was the fifth best play-action passer rating out of any quarterback in the NFL. Again, uh, Matthew Stafford, dude, what are you doing? You're confusing me with some of these stats, but I guess it doesn't matter what the stats mean as long as he's continuing to get up there and get some points. 
Uh, before I uh, kind of wrap up and finish talking about Matthew Stafford, I do want to address that Kenny Galladay and Marvin Jones are very great wide receivers, and that's another huge key to Stafford's success. Last year, Kenny Galladay, uh, he really is an elite receiver. He led all wide receivers in receiving touchdowns last season. In fact, he led the NFL in receiving touchdowns, and he really stretches the field well, 18.3 yards per catch. Great year. Meanwhile, you look at a guy like Marvin Jones. He is no slouch either. His nine receiving touchdowns were third best. So when you look, you got the number one and the number three wide receiver in touchdowns. These are both guys who can stretch the field. They're both dependable wide receiver. That certainly helps your case out quite a bit as well. So yeah, Matthew Stafford, whose ADP has him being drafted as a bench quarterback, I think that's absolute BS. I think you capitalize on his low ADP and you take him to help carry you in that garbage time stats all the way into the end zone in a fantasy championship. But let's continue on with one more player to consider. All right, so I want to talk about one more guy. And we talked about an earlier quarterback, a guy in uh, Russell Wilson, who you're going to have to take somewhat early. Talked about a more mid-round draft quarterback in Matthew Stafford. If you don't like either of those guys and you really, really want to wait on your quarterback, you do have to take a little bit of a risk here. Uh, but Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones, I think, is underrated with how much he has upside. He does have downside in it. I think he has some flop potential where he could actually have a bad season. But his upside's worth it. And if it really stinks, you can always drop him and pick up another quarterback. Back. I, I love to take risks on guys like this in leagues where I'll just wait, 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 wait super long on my quarterback and then I'll snag a stud like this. So looking at Daniel Jones, he had a phenomenal rookie year. A phenomenal rookie year for a quarterback who was not supposed to do very much. Like even the Giants fans were rooting against him and he sure did turn out to have quite the year. He had 24 passing touchdowns, which is the third most passing touchdowns by a rookie quarterback ever. That's a stat I have quoted many times in some of these videos before. But again, I want to quote it again because that's a really interesting stat. The third most passing touchdowns by a rookie quarterback ever. Oh, wait, it gets better. He played in just, or excuse me, he started in just 12 games, meaning he was actually on pace for a 32 passing touchdown season, which would have been the most by a rookie quarterback ever. And yeah, that is one heck of a start. That compares him right up there with a ton of great quarterbacks, uh, right up there with guys like Peyton Manning, who I believe is number two or three on the list. So certainly something to consider right there. He's a guy who really knows how to find the end zone. He certainly does. In fact, in three of his 12 games, he threw for at least 300 yards and four touchdowns. That means that in 25% of his games, he's getting you four TDs and 300 yards. That's like insane numbers. You are not going to get, you're not going to see from any quarterback. You're really not, unless that guy turns out to be, you know, elite. So that kind of suggests that maybe Daniel Jones could be one of those next elite level quarterbacks. Not saying that he is. He could do the Baker Mayfield thing where he has this phenomenal rookie year and then he kind of poops out his second year. But it's a huge sign. He did score 245.7 fantasy points, which put him on pace for 327 fantasy points, which would have had him as the sixth best fantasy quarterback in the NFL. So that's pretty darn good. But really what I like there is there's a huge depth of weapons. No one weapon that's absolutely uh, phenomenal as his receivers go, uh, but he's got great weapons all around. Sterling Shepard, if he can stay healthy, is a true wide receiver, one that I like. Darius Slayton is a young stud. He reminds me of Tyler Lockett that very few guys can stretch the field and make big boom plays like he can. In fact, what was it? He had three games with two touchdowns apiece last year. He's a playmaker. He is a touchdown scorer, and he is a one of those guys who just gets the job done. You throw in Evan Ingram at tight end. You got Tate there. Um, Ingram is a great mismatch at tight end. He plays just like a wide receiver, and he's another solid option out there. But really, the biggest one's got to be Barkley, right? 
Barkley coming out of the backfield. He's a running back who is going to get you 90-plus catches. He's going to run the ball to keep defenses honest. He's going to help you out of the backfield. He's going to help you get the catch, but he's also going to help you after the catch because of how athletic and punishing of a runner he is. He is a huge, huge help. The one big concern that was really with that Giants offense was the offensive line. That was the major problem. But then they go out early and they draft Andrew Thomas. He is the first offensive lineman taken. I am huge on this guy. I think he can be a very phenomenal tight end, or excuse me, offensive lineman. I think he can really help this offense. He reminds me of Quentin Nelson that the Colts went out and drafted and suddenly that offensive line completely turned around in just a couple of years. That could very well happen here in this same sort of situation. Keep in mind, the offensive lineman he's replacing, the right tackle, allowed 40 pressures and 34 hurries. Lord knows how many sacks and how many missed throws happened because of the pressures that were allowed. I think an offensive lineman is a very underrated player in the NFL, and that's going to make a big difference bolstering that offensive line, giving him some more pressure, some less things to worry about, less hits. It's going to be a great situation all the way around. So purely based on the upside and the fact that you don't have to draft him early, Daniel Jones, for me, is a seriously underrated quarterback. Not going to break down any more of the stats for that. If you disagree with me or you have any more questions, I will break down more in the comments. But I think the stats speak for themselves. The situation speaks for itself. And hey, there's still a team who have a not great defense, right? So he's still going to get some garbage time stats. He's still going to be a bit of a gunslinger. And, uh, you know, from a coaching perspective and even a fan perspective, that sort of throw the ball a lot, rely on your quarterback to make a lot of touchdowns and a lot of big plays. Uh, that makes you nervous. That's not so fun to watch. But in fantasy, that is racking up the points, and that is what gets us to fantasy championships. So that is our final player, guys. Thank you so much for watching. I really appreciate your support. And, hey, again, go make sure to check out some of those articles on our website. And do me a favor. I want to see, because it hasn't happened yet, because I just published some articles. So I'd love to see you guys go to our website and leave a comment on one of the articles just so I can see how it works and what it looks like. Um, I think that would be really fun to check that out. But as always, guys, thank you so much for watching. You have a great day, and God bless.